0: This episode of Pod Cemetery is brought to you by Quick Fills Truck Rest Food Mart and Fuel Stop. Quick Fills, now with bus connections to carry you to your final destination.
1: Under the off-rober with the steamboats in goblins and waho Come at the ground line making a slip the smell of death is on
0: the rim. And not when the cold wind blows No one cares, Hello, my name is Chris.
2: My name is Kelsey. And
0: this is Pod Cemetery, where we dissect horror movies like the rotting corpses that they are. And this week on Pod Cemetery, it's a double feature. <laughs> With 1973's and 2010's The Crazies. But before we get to the movies, Kelsey, how do we start the show?
2: Horror trivia.
0: Give me what you got.
2: What was George A. Romero's first installment of his classic zombie movie franchise?
0: Night of the Living Dead. That's correct. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Just because it's Romero-themed. Listen, this set is not exactly the best. We're really running out of trivia here. I, and my book that I was using, that I was referencing, it's basically, like, they never have anything from week to week that's related to the stuff that we're talking about. So I've just pulled things out of my notes and <laughs> made them trivia lately. Starting with this one, Kelsey. In 1973's The Crazies... What is the military codename for the virus? Trixie. That is correct. As a matter of fact, the movie was at one point called Codename Trixie. And that's what we saw in the version that we watched on Prime. Oh. Actually, Actually, the title card said Codename Trixie. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently that's because the producer tried to market it in several different ways. Like, the movie totally bombed. They just tried to, like, remarket it in different areas. It just had no support. And they just the distribution totally sucked. And apparently that's why it bombed, according to Romero. But yeah, they tried releasing it under different titles and seeing if that could draw up interest. And nope, didn't work. But that's why when you watch it, you might see Codename Trixie instead of The Crazies.
2: Well, Codename Trixie would have been a way cooler name than The Crazies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's go right into the movie then. 1973's The Crazies. Written and directed by George A. Romero. Based on an original script by Paul McCullough starring Lane Carroll, Will McMillan, Harold Wayne Jones, Lynn Lowry, Lloyd Haller, and Richard France. Like I said, this started out as a script by Paul McCullough. He wrote a screenplay called The Mad People, and the first act or so, according to Romero, was everything we saw in the final product of the movie. And the producer, Lee Hessel, who gave Romero the green light to actually make the movie, said, I want you to make this movie, I will give you the money you need to make this movie on one condition, and that condition is, you have to just make that first act the entire movie. Because apparently the original script was the military comes in and does all their stuff, and the rest of the movie is just about the survivors kind of dealing with it. Uh, Like, after the fact. Well, the interesting stuff is all in that first 10-15 minutes or so, Uh so make that the entire movie. And that's apparently what Romero did. Hmm. Will McMillan, David, the main character, arguably, was in Christmas Evil. As who? Young Man, which is really interesting because Christmas Evil was made seven years after this movie was made. And already, I'd say young man to this one.
2: <laughs> Yikes.
0: I know. I felt like I recognized him, though, was the thing. And that's why I looked it up. I'm like, where do I know him from? And like nothing except Christmas Evil. <laughs> Lynn Lowry, who plays Kathy, has a cameo in the remake. We'll talk about that when we get there. And Richard France, Dr. Watts. Oh,
2: he's so great. a
0: doctor. Yes, he is. Does he seem familiar to you, Kelsey?
2: I already know.
0: Where have we seen him from? He's
2: in another Romero film. Yes, he is in Dawn of
0: the Dead. Yes, he's the eye patch guy on the television show. He's a
2: doctor again. Features in
0: Dawn of the Dead. Yes,
2: awesome, perfect. I I remember loving him in that movie. (laughs) For
3: all I know, the brains are already dead, and it's the idiots that are still alive.
0: He's just not part of the main plot. But no, he's perfect for this movie. It's great. What is The Crazies about? I know we've kind of covered it a little bit, but tell me about it, Kelsey.
2: A military-made virus weapon has fallen into the water supply of a small town. In what state? Iowa?
0: It's Iowa in the remake. This one was made in Evans City in Pennsylvania.
2: We get to see the chaos that ensues when these people of this small town are infected with this virus that either kills you or leaves you insane
0: and violent, violently insane. That's the crazies aspect of it. We get to see it from kind of every perspective, including the militaries, which is unique to this version. It's not in the remake. I actually wrote that down at one point in my notes. I said, why do I imagine that the bureaucracy stuff won't be nearly as present in the remake? That it'll all be about the specific situations of the main character, Townsfolk. Sure enough, that's exactly what the remake was. But we'll get there. There's something about this that is just characteristically Romero. In all the behind-the-scenes bureaucracy of every, all the craziness that's going on. Maybe the things you don't think about. The movie is free with subscriptions on Prime or Criterion. You can watch it with ads on Vudu or Tubi. Uh, you can rent it for $2 on Amazon, $3 on Microsoft, or $4 on Google and YouTube. You can buy it for as low as $8 on Amazon and Microsoft, or $10 on Google and YouTube. Should people watch the 1973 version of The Crazies? Yes. Yes. It, like I said, it, there's something that is kind of quintessentially Romero about it.
2: It's very good.
0: It is. And we'll talk about it when we get to the remake, but it's wildly different from what the remake is like the main plot. Like if you were to explain the plot is literally the same thing, Mm -hmm. but this one, like all the stuff where it's just the clusterfuck of the military being caught unawares and how they have to deal with this stuff and how important it is to come in and prevent the spread of this virus is incredibly interesting to watch. The doctor that is trying to cure this virus in real time is incredibly interesting to watch. And then the volunteer fireman and the nurse trying to get out alive is incredibly interesting to watch. And putting all those together and the chaos that it causes is kind of what feels uh, that. And it's incredibly low budgetness is what makes it feel sort of Romero-y. And so if you're into the, you know, Dawn of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead stuff, I'd highly recommend this. Yes. You can take our advice or leave it. When we get back, we will talk about 1973's The Crazies.
3: i taken me no place. man, this is
1: They started something they can't stop. The Crazies. We're all concerned with Evan City, Mr. Hawks. If we have to push the button, would you say the... Weapon went off. Get me the president. 3,614 people are trapped by an unknown enemy. Five are on the run. Can they escape the spreading fury of the crazy?
3: We can make it. I know it. Watch it, Bobby. This is exactly the kind of thing we're trying to prevent. A lethal terror
1: snowballs into hell. The crazies rate it off.
0: Kelsey, get us started. How does the crazies begin?
2: We meet a little boy and a little girl. Mm-hmm. And we Those are
0: s- somebody's kids, I think.
2: Uh-huh. Oh, from like the production? Yeah, uh huh. That would make sense. And the little girl is brushing her teeth, and I'd like to point out that she uses a paper cup to
0: pour the water, and
2: to, yeah, yeah, to like. I eat thought she was in water. a hospital at first. No, no, she's not. She just does that every single time she. They brushes have a little
0: dispenser
2: and pull that out these is little. Dick so cups. fucking wasteful.
0: <laughs> it is, but it's remarkable.
2: <laughs>
0: at first, like that's one of the first shots you see, and I, at first, I was like. Okay, are we in a dentist's office? Are we in a doctor's office? Hospital? Where are we? And we're in a little kid's bathroom.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: That's how she rinses her mouth.
2: And her brother, Billy, is trying to scare her, and she's yelling at him. But then there's something to actually be frightened of, and Billy goes to see what it is, and it's father, as he calls him. Yes. Father! Yes. <laughs>
0: So that is Regis Servinsky, who is the special effects technician, who got the right to destroy a set, which is a lot of fun. And the kids, I do have written down here, the kids are the children of the cinematographer, S. William Hinsman. That's fun.
2: The father is wrecking the house. So the little girl runs upstairs to find Mommy. I love Uh this. Father and Mommy. Yeah. But Mommy is dead, unfortunately. In the bed. Billy goes and gets her, and they find that the father has has locked them into the into that room and has thrown kerosene all around the house. Uh-huh. And he lights it on fire.
0: And we see the house go up. My yes. note for this scene was: Jesus, that opening's fucked. Like, it was rough.
2: It was. It was nuts.
0: Like. Okay, the kids aren't great actors, whatever. They're just somebody's kids. That's not what I'm concerned about. Like, finding the mom with her throat slit. I think there was blood around her neck area. The dad going crazy and the kids, like, freaking out because it's their father. Like, what's going on with, like, this person that I trust implicitly is now losing his mind and might be a threat to me. How do I deal with that? Well, I'm going to go get my mommy. Oh, no, my mommy's fucking dead. And then he locks them in the house and sets it on fire. Like, it is Fucked.
2: And it is certainly setting the tone for the rest of this film. It really,
0: really is.
2: Because this film is got a lot of messed up stuff in it.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Stuff where you're just like, oh my god, this is just painful. (laughs) Like, my heart breaks so often in this movie. And then in the the other half of the movie, it's just like, I can understand why the things would be this messed up, like, on the military end. Like, yeah, you know, fuck the military and whatever. But also I can understand why, like, I can understand a bureaucracy that's not ready for a big emergency. I think I we've, all, we've all been there.
2: The new one felt way more realistic. So in the
0: new one, they're cast more as villains. That was an interesting thing about this is they're just kind of faceless villains. You know, the, the black helicopters and shit like that. In this one, we meet all of them and they're all real people who need to make real decisions, who see things and go, that's messed up. But like this is the job I have to do and this may sound like it sucks, but it's better than the alternative and like that kind of stuff. Like answering the tough questions and we also get to see a little bit of the political bureaucracy behind it, like the big wigs in the dark room making the decision and all of that. Uh calling the president. Like we get to see all of that too, which is really interesting. Those people are the ones I have less sympathy for.
2: Yes. Well, you're supposed to. I mean, they're the ones that are completely removed from it all.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that house was supposed to burn down. Apparently in the town the fire department was going to burn this house down anyway. as like a practice run putting out fires in houses. And so they allowed them to film.
2: That's where that picture of that little girl comes from, you know?
0: What picture of what little girl?
2: The little girl that's smiling in front of the burning house. You know the meme? Is that really? I mean, not from that particular day, but what I'm saying is that they were there watching. Oh, the-
0: it, was a, it was a practice they burning of the a house. They were watching a practice thing. He Got just it. just took
2: a couple pictures.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, though.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we meet our two arguably main characters,
2: I guess? Yeah. Judy
0: and David,
2: mm-hmm. and we immediately find out that Judy is pregnant, uh-huh, and that they cannot get enough of each other, but they're not married yet. no, that's an interesting little,
0: thing. but I think they're got the the implication is I think they even say it in the script, their plan is to get married now that she's pregnant.
2: yes. And he they woken up in the because of the fire. Department. Yeah, because the apparently alarm goes off. He's a volunteer fireman. Yes,
0: my father was a volunteer firefighter in the town I was born in, and so when we were young, I grew up with a with a jacket of the of the fire department in town, and yeah, because it's a, it was a very very small town, and you just could not afford to pay that many firefighters. Round the clock like you do now. And so instead, they just have alarms that go off, really loud alarms to tell you when there's a fire and you have to report in. Wow. Yeah. That was way, way, way back in the 70s and early 80s, though.
2: Well, this is 1973, uh-huh. so that makes <laughs> sense. And also at the same time, he's an ex-Green Beret, so. Yes, yes. He probably doesn't need a job. <laughs> Which
0: is fun. And she is a nurse. And she gets a call about the kids being brought in from the fire.
2: Yes. And when he when he gets to the fire department, his good friend Clanker is there.
0: Clank, they'll call him most of the movie.
2: But his name is, in fact, Clanker. Yes. And he's y- yelling at David because he's late. David replies with, shut up and drive.
0: Oh, God, here we shut go. Shut
2: up and drive. Remember that that's song?
0: That's all Kelsey could think about when he, he is, said that. Yep,
2: that's all I could think about. And then I was like, Ricky Ralph is a good movie. Aw, <laughs> oh, ain't
1: that cute.
2: Shut up and
3: drive. Now shut up and drive. drive.
0: Plank, played by Harold Wayne Jones, I thought is like the sleeper hit of this movie. Not a big actor. This was his very first anything that he acted in. But I thought his character and his performance was evocative. I, I guess thought you could it was say.
2: very interesting. Right. It was not at all what how I thought he was going to be.
0: I was disappointed in this very same character in the remake because I liked Clank in this movie so much.
2: I liked the version in the movie. So did
0: I. That's why I'm saying because of this one. If just in isolation, Russell from the remake, I would have had a much higher opinion of him if I wasn't comparing him to Clank.
2: His name is, in fact, Russell Clanker.
0: Is that his name? In the remake. Oh, okay. They just call him Russell.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. At one point, you see his thing, and it says clanker. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So she goes to the hospital. And it has been overrun with, like, military and people And people wearing gas masks and stuff And this guy is yelling at her, telling her Break out those syringes, we're gonna need a lot of them And mm-hmm. people running around in hazmat suits And she's just like, what the fuck is happening? And then we are introduced to, what's this guy's name?
0: Major Ryder?
2: Major Ryder, I guess. The white guy? Yeah.
0: Yeah, Major Ryder.
2: Major Ryder. And he is explaining to the doctor there...
0: Dr. Brookmeyer.
2: That, you know, we never thought this was possible. We've already quarantined the area. Yeah, what do you yeah. like? I what do you want me to do?
0: We learn pretty quickly here that the military had already been in contact with local officials and the doctor, just letting them know that there was this plane crash and that nothing bad's going to happen. Yes, there was a virus on the plane, but it had been deactivated or whatever, and nothing to worry about. And when Dr. Brookmeyer like calls him on it, you said there was nothing to worry about. You said this wouldn't happen. Major Ryder's like,
3: Yes sir, I know we just had no way of preparing anybody for this. It's not over, it just kind of snowballed on us and we were forced to take action. That's...
0: Now you said it would never come to this. Look, we've cooperated with you. We've attempted to keep this thing quiet in order not to create a panic. But
3: Christ, we never expected this. Neither did we, sir.
0: There was no way this was supposed to happen and yet it did.
2: Yes. And this is all told through rapid-fire dialogue uh-huh. and not with the best sound quality.
0: No. Like so I say, it's a real it's a low-budget 70s film. It feels like it.
2: I feel like he was not considering that. And if I didn't have the closed captioning, I probably would have gotten lost.
0: Yeah, maybe. I think you're just supposed to kind of get swept up in.
2: And I did. Going on. I absolutely did. But like I said, the sound quality is not great. Mm-hmm. And it is all just being thrown at you with very little time to process all of the information. They tell you in a matter of dialogue, just being, like I said, thrown at you from all these different people, by the way. Uh, you get told through dialogue that a plane went down in their water supply, and that's how it got carried out to this town. But we don't see any of that. No. So if you're not paying attention, you'll miss that entirely.
0: All you really need to know is that there's a virus here, it's the military's fault, and no one is fucking prepared for this.
2: (laughs) There's a funny joke where he tries to smoke, but he's got a mask on so he can't. Oh
0: yeah, there's a lot of silly jokes like that. You know, just like there's a zombie that gets a pie in the face in Dawn of the Dead. You know what I mean? Like, it's there's a little bit of silly fun thrown in this movie here and there.
2: And he suddenly realizes that the doctor doesn't have a mask. So he's like, get the doctor a mask. Then we are introduced to...
0: Colonel Peckham.
2: Colonel Peckham. And he makes the stupid decision of uh, requiring voice print checks for the entirety of this project and that will cause all oh, kinds of so chaos so funny
0: because this is so top secret they need to confirm who you are before you can talk to anyone else and so they have you record this voice print. They send it off to their people who specialize in confirming that you are who you are by your voice and the things that you say and the code that you give them. And then they come back to you and go, OK, so now we've confirmed who you are, who you are. So we're going to connect you to the person. It's going to cause so many headaches throughout this movie.
3: Yes. Can we them? To the, yes, sir, to uh, Colonel Peckham's headquarters, we'll have to have your voice print. Christ's sake, it's only on the street from me. I just left him. Uh, you will need to check it, sir, if it's to go through the network. We'll have to do a recording. Uh, on that uh, voice print, sir, would you state your name and ID? Pick up, your big, fat, electronic ass! I'm telling you, Colonel, this information's invaluable. Can't you radio the data to Detroit? Every time I break this connection, I gotta go through this voice print bullshit.
2: Back to the house that's on fire, when... The sheriff arrives, he's told that the man who was responsible, father, when they got there, they said that he went crazy, he was laughing, and then crying as if he had realized what he had done.
0: Uh-huh.
2: But then, all of a sudden, he's sitting there crying again, he's like, my trees! Yeah,
0: uh-huh. They're all gonna go! Yeah.
2: My trees." <laughs> My tree. <laughs> oh my trees! My trees! Where they're gonna go?
0: My tree. Not concerned about his kids whatsoever. No. Who we find out by the way, the daughter died, and the kid is losing it now, fighting back against the doctor. That's what Judy sees when she first goes to the hospital.
2: So Judy is given a strong antibiotic, but it is not a cure.
0: Mm -hmm. It's just supposed to increase your resistance to it.
2: We will find out uh, throughout the film that there is no cure. No. When you have it, you are either going to go insane or die or be lucky and be immune to it somehow. Yes.
0: They do find out that there is a natural immunity to it, but that's the only way you are surviving this. Within, what, 48 hours...
2: That's you're either said dead or crazy. In, that's what's said in the remake. Oh, 48
0: remake. hours is. They don't yeah. give
2: us a time frame in this one. But they
0: do say you're either dead or you're, or you're crazy.
2: Yes.
3: The incubation period may vary, Colonel, but ultimately Trixie is going to spread throughout this entire town. The town is sealed off. Oh, Colonel. <laughs> Look, shortly before the funds ran out, two of my technicians caught this bug from a rhesus monkey. One of them was delirious for two days before he finally died. The other phased in and out until he finally went hopelessly mad. Those are the two ultimate effects of this thing. It's not just going to run its course and be forgotten. Now how in the hell are you guys going to explain away a town that's either wiped out or reduced to mindlessness?
2: But so Judy is pregnant and the doctor still does not understand what he is about to embark on. And so he just tells her, hey, take this antibiotic, go and get your husband, go and wait out in the woods for a little, like, couple days, yeah. and then come back. I, I don't want
0: you around here. You're, you're pregnant. pregnant. This is not okay.
2: Because, again, he has no idea what's about to happen to uh-huh. this town. So she stuffs all this stuff down her jeans. The doctor distracts Ryder by explaining that, hey, we could always set something up at the high school. <laughs> That's going to go poorly. (laughs) And when he asks him, how do you plan to tell people about the situation? He says, oh, well, we've got bullhorns and loudspeakers and we're going to make an announcement at the church. But that is not at all what ends up happening. They end up just rounding them all up. Like yeah, fucking so they, Nazis. they
0: set up a perimeter and then they the perimeter gets smaller and smaller and smaller until they've gone into every house to, you know, ever and they've rounded everyone up that they possibly can. Uh, this is Colonel Peckham's doing because he's the containment guy. Ryder was flown out there just to oversee the fact that this plane crashed and nobody thought anything bad was going to happen. Then when things started happening, the military sends out Colonel Peckham. Because he's their guy that shuts shit down. He's their specialist. He's their wolf. You send in the wolf? You feel better, motherfucker?
2: They end up seeing Judy as she gets into her car, but they are unable to stop her from getting away. Uh We find out throughout the chaos that they do not have enough injections for the entirety of the town. Yeah. So as Chris said, we will get several conversations between the, the men behind the curtain, mm-hmm. right? And one of those conversations, we will get the perspective of one man who's like, you are polarizing the situation. These people are going to resist our people. We should mm-hmm. not be doing this. And there's another person at this same... Thing who's like uh, I'm sorry but we need to be ready to drop a nuclear bomb on this town
0: if we can't contain it then we need to blow up the town
2: yeah and it's just it's very like that's kind of the only time that we get any perspective of we can't just kill these people
0: Yeah, the rest is, we gotta do what we gotta do.
2: Yeah, it becomes... Well,
0: then they gotta convince the president, and so that, from their perspective, that's basically all it is. We don't really need to come back to them, but their story is going to be... There was a deactivated nuclear bomb on that plane that they they were transporting somewhere, and it crashed... And then it blew up unexpectedly when they were trying to defuse it or something like that. Or, you know, remove it. And that's why the town blew up. That's going to be their story. And that's what they tell the president later. A president, by the way, that's filmed from the back and the top of his head. Because they couldn't get a Nixon look-alike, I guess.
2: They also are very resisted to send more troops in at first. Or
0: it's just going to take too long.
2: Yeah, they just, they don't want... To really deal with the problem, mm-hmm.
0: they just want to blow it up, make it not a problem
2: anymore. Well, they also want to just pretend like there's nothing wrong with it because he keeps asking for more men and they just won't send them. This is when we meet the doctor,
0: Dr. Watts.
2: And he is just shouting at these soldiers who are taking him in because uh-huh. he's like, what the fuck? Why are you taking me there? I can't do anything when I'm there. I need my lab. Uh-huh. I-, I will be useless if you put me in this and situation. Like, we needed
0: somebody from the project there and you are the only one available to us right now. And he's like, I am not getting on that plane. And the MPs are like. If you don't get on that plane, we will put you on that plane.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like orders are
0: orders. Yeah. Uh huh.
2: Meanwhile, back at the town, more chaos. They're taking more people into the ho- the high school. We see that the soldiers are stealing from the townsfolk. It's definitely showing you that not every single soldier is the the stand up guy that you think he is. Uh-huh. They're people just they're like people. us.
0: Yeah. There are people who had no idea they were going to be doing anything like this on American soil.
2: So Judy escapes and is looking for David. David and Clank go looking for Judy. They end up finding each other, but in the hullabaloo, the military find them at the same time. And they are very mad when they find that she has military-grade antibiotics. And
0: syringes, and they're like, these are supposed to be for us, you stole them. Yeah, because what what really happened is that she didn't know it was them, and when they started following her, she turned around and headed back the way she came, and that's where the military was chasing her, and catches all of them.
2: They end up escaping, though, because I forget exactly what happens, but uh-huh. cops get shot, civilians are shooting at them civilians are being shot people are being stabbed like it's it's total chaos in the town and they end up escaping they end up taking the van of the police who were taking them away in Uh that van and there is a car chase that ensues and the music choice was very very interesting it was odd it was
0: like I said low
2: budget. Yes.
0: This movie was made for a quarter of a million dollars just about in 1973. <laughs> it was made for nothing and it feels like it. Yes. But it's still like remarkable how much they got done on such a low budget.
2: And so David tells Clanker, because David is the brains of the operation, he tells Clanker to go to the country club and they'll wait it out there. Meanwhile, Peckham is just, like, not fucking around. And he's like, you will shoot anyone who runs.
0: Yeah. No one can get out.
2: I mean, you kind of like Peckham. That's the thing about this movie.
0: That is the thing about this movie. The only, like, true villains in the movie are... I mean, aside from the quote unquote crazies, which are dangerous, are a handful of the people in the government scenes, in the shady room scenes. Everyone else are like real human beings who earn some sort of sympathy from you. Everything feels down to earth and real.
2: Yes, which makes it really painful to watch.
0: It does. This is what I'm saying, like with the first scene.
2: Yeah, there is a lot of tension throughout this film. Uh And as we said earlier, it really does carry you away because there's just so much going so fast that when it slows down here, it feels a little strange. It doesn't
0: stay slow for too long, but we are introduced to Kathy, Kathy. And her dad, Artie. Kathy played by Lynn Lowry. And Richard Liberty is Artie. And they're going to team up, kind of, with Clank and David and Judy. And they're all going to try to get out
2: Even though Clank knows immediately that they are going to do nothing but slow them down. Yes. Which he's absolutely right about, which is why you guys got to listen to the people like us who are like, hey, this sucks, but it's true.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be pragmatic about it, the thing is, is that's the very same thing that Peckham is. That's the very same thing that the shady government dudes are. They're being pragmatic. The problem with the shady government dudes is they're responsible for this in the first place. Exactly. And they have a callous disregard for the human cost as a result of their actions. Exactly. Clanker
2: didn't do this.
0: No. Clanker is pragmatic, though. And... He doesn't. He doesn't like having them, especially when Kathy starts acting weird.
2: Yeah. As soon as you know she has it, drop them. Well,
0: that's the thing. Nobody really knows. She just starts saying things. Like she'll repeat something that she already said, or something weird like that. Just something's just a little bit off.
2: Well, the first time you get really any major indication is the next morning. In the country club. While he eats his banana and drinks his whiskey for breakfast.
0: <laughs> breakfast of champions.
2: She says to him, my father can't feel that the people are dead. But I can. I and He can't feel that. And then she suddenly realizes, she's like, oh my god. I have it, don't I? And everyone has this realization. Uh-huh. When in the first couple stages, you're like, oh fuck. Yeah. But you're so... Like, scared you don't do anything about it.
0: Right. You're like, but what if I don't? What if this is just the situation I'm in that's causing me, my brain just can't handle it? You know, and by the time it's obvious to everyone else that you have it, you're too far gone to recognize it anymore. Usually.
2: I'd also like to point out before we continue on here that there's a really fun line in here between the doctor and probably Ryder.
0: Meyer and Ryder, yeah.
2: He's just like, this whole operation is a blunder. Like, you just absolutely love the doctor. Oh, the whole no, time. that's like, Dr. Just, Watts.
0: Yes. Uh-huh. He's just
2: so upset about everything. It's and his, great. His
0: voice is incredible. He is perfect for the pompous doctor that has no time for your bullshit. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes.
3: It's you fake boys who created this thing in the first place. Beautiful. I'm one of the only chances we have. I can't get back to a lab because you're not equipped to run a medical check, which we wouldn't need in the first place if I hadn't been backed off here. The whole operation is one fat blunder. You talk about blunders. According to the report from your team, the virus was considered inactive. Considered? yes. That's the important word. Any man on the team will tell you that means 99%, maybe. That's a standard we don't set, Colonel. And set by the military. We're not getting anywhere trying to assign blame. And he's
2: just like, how are you going to explain an entire town being wiped out? But they don't know. I mean, they, well, I, they come up with the idea of radiation later. Yeah. Which, what doesn't radiation come from a nuclear bomb?
0: Theoretically, but that's not the only place radiation comes from. <laughs> but my point is, is that I think the people on the ground don't really know what's going on here. It's true. So... They're at this country club, and they're kind of living the life for a night, Uh, but the next day, a sweep is coming through, and they need to get out, so they have to leave.
2: Well, I'd also like to point out that while she's starting to go a little crazy, she hits on Clanker.
0: Yeah, a little bit, yeah.
2: And Clanker turns her down. Clanker's like, you're a fucking kid. What are you doing? Uh-huh. And she's not like a little kid. Like, she's like 18. But she's
0: like, yeah, she's like 17 or something like
2: that. But, like, I was very surprised that this character who kind of seems kind of scummy. I'm saying. Clanker is like a stand-up dude. He is. He's
0: just a grunt. And he would tell you that by his own admission. <laughs> yes. But he's a good guy.
2: Yes. Yes. He's like, what the fuck? And so he goes to her dad, and he's like, you better take care of your daughter. She's yeah. real messed up. Uh-huh. He found a radio, but all he could find on the radio was music.
0: Mm-hmm. No news reports.
2: hmm And the whole town is just turning into a complete war zone. They've started burning the bodies that they're just, and they're just straight up murdering people now. Yeah.
0: But they were told to burn all the bodies.
2: One warning shot uh-huh. is all they're supposed to give. Mm-hmm. And the doctor, of course, still angry, like, we've got to take blood tests and send them out to find immune blood. What are you people doing here? <laughs> Again, no time for your bullshit. Yes. Seriously, guys, this doctor's performance is so good. He's such an enjoyable character. Uh-huh. Every time he was on screen, I was so happy. Peckham explains, well, he gives this long speech, and what it comes down to is he's just like, you know, nothing amazes me anymore. And they only send expendable people out to this these kinds of operations. Mm-hmm. So the the indication is that he feels that he's become expendable to the army. It's very well, sad. I
0: think he recognizes that it's his job Ryder is the one that feels betrayed. Peckham is like, this is my job. This is what I do. Ryder, you're going to have to come to terms with that. Ryder's going to have a little bit of a breakdown. He gets super pissed that the military is responsible for all of this and the way that they're handling it.
2: Yes. I mean, they all are. Everybody's upset about it. Yeah, and that's the thing.
0: Peckham is not happy about this. He's, (laughs) He's upset, too. But he's like, that's not what we do right now. Right now, we fix this. Fix in quotation marks.
2: So again, just throughout this, we just get the the Army is not painted well. The Army is painted as these grunts that just follow orders and enjoy inflicting pain and embarrassment and don't mind murder and don't mind theft uh, and laughing at people as they like lose their entire lives. And then, meanwhile, the father, who's a little concerned about his daughter at this point, they they see them off of the horizon. And he's like, maybe we should talk to them. Maybe they're our friend. And I love Clanker's response. He's like, did you hear that? The man thinks the army is our friend. The army ain't nobody's friend, man. We know. We've been in. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. You know, like, they don't care about nobody or nothing. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and by the way, you should really stick with my friend here, because my friend's brain. got a brain, mm-hmm. and he's going to make it.
0: Yeah. Clank fucking loves David.
2: Yes. Again, back at the, I think probably the high school, or maybe just where Peckham is, I, so I don't Peckham know. Is,
0: is, Peckham and Ryder and Brookmeyer are all at Brookmeyer's office, The the hospital you could say but it's a very small town it's like his doctor's office dr watt is sent to the high school where everyone else is sent all the crazies are sent
2: because he needs the he chem needs their lab blood
0: yeah and he needs to use their chem lab right there and so he's gonna spend his time trying to find the right combination to find you know what causes immunity and how they can use it to create a cure
2: Right, but I I don't know exactly where this happens, but town members show up and end up firing on the army.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: And they kill a lot of them. Like, a lot of them. Yeah. There is a lot of death in this movie. There's a lot of death, yes. Like, I don't know. A lot of people die. Anyway, what was great and very funny was there's just this crazy lady coming up behind them on the grass, just sweeping behind them.
0: Yeah, that was funny. It was a fun sweeping little touch. The grass, yeah. Uh,
2: but what was not so funny is immediately after that, we then get to see a little kid running outside to find his parents shot and then burned. Yeah, uh-huh. And he's just like, Mommy! And you're just like, oh my God! Yeah,
0: no, there's a lot of that.
2: And Kathy, the daughter... That they've brought along, that Clanker just keeps telling everybody, she's got it. Can we just leave her?
0: Yeah, he's trying to say, the three of us should go on, leave the two of them behind.
2: Yeah, Kathy starts laughing when she sees the the kid screaming about his parents. Uh The father is like, she's just upset. (laughs) We're all upset. And this is when the helicopter will show up. And this is a fun epic scene
0: where they run from the helicopter
2: and they end up shooting it down. Yeah. It's well, very they, very cool. They shoot it it
0: all of a sudden you hear the engine give out and then it kind of sputters over the horizon and then explosion.
2: <laughs> but if you're wondering how they have that much ammo, so was I. Oh
0: yeah, there is an endless supply of ammo for everyone in this movie. Until until it matters. Until yes. it matters. <laughs>
2: Back at the high school, we get some scenes of what we know to be locals from the town that they shot it in. Uh-huh. Oh,
0: this is so good.
2: And it's so it's so many kids it's just having so the good. time of their life. Kids and adults,
0: like teenagers and adults and stuff like that, just in a big crowd shoving each other around, acting like they have something. And it's like, you know, somebody just puts his hands on another dude's shoulders and just like... Mocks shaking him, and he's got a big smile on his face. And you can see all of this. But what I love about it, what makes it work, is because, like, yeah, that's the virus.
2: Yes, you can explain in a way with the fact that, yes, they are crazy. But it is
0: very obviously just a bunch of locals having a blast when the director is like, act like you're fighting each other. Exactly. It's so cool. I love yes, it. Yes,
2: it's very cute. It's perfect. Meanwhile, we get to see the doctor... Who is working without gloves, I might add. Well,
0: everything's getting in his way. And he's like, fuck it. I will find a cure before it's ever a concern. Like, that's his commitment at this point. Him and, like, the chemistry teacher or something? (laughs) Who is that woman?
2: We never find out. (laughs)
0: It seems like they kind of know each other, but also don't know each other. Yeah. It's almost like she's the chemistry teacher and then they're building up a familiarity. Because they ask if you're are you married? Would you like to get married? You know? And he's like, oh, I guess if you're thinking about the future then that means you think that there's a good chance we could survive?
2: (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) But back with Clanker and Kathy and David and Judy, Kathy, again going crazy, starts to walk out towards the soldiers because she really wants to talk to them. Uh And Clanker is like, god damn Damn it. And he has to go tackle her to the ground, just like he knew he'd have to. Uh Uh-huh. Saving the fucking day. (laughs) He comes back, he brings her back, and the dad's like, oh, thank you. He's like, I was saving my ass, not hers. Yeah. Meanwhile, we are introduced to some soldiers who are hanging out in a house so that they don't have to do any work.
0: I love it. It's so real.
2: It is real.
0: And so David and Clank decide in the night, just the two of them are going to raid the house and get answers from these army guys. So they go in, they take them by surprise. They're able to draw their guns on them and all of that. And they get what little answers the army dudes even have. They have basically nothing. And in the middle of it, one of the guys pulls his gun and clank goes into action, kills all of them. And he's like, I thought you were supposed to be the hotshot green beret. I took out all three. And you're like, it's weirdly aggressive, Clank.
2: <laughs> he also will realize that he is going crazy. He'll
0: ask, and then David's like, "No, dude, you're fine. It's just the situation." And he's like, "Okay," but he he has his suspicions. While they're in this house, there is a fucked up scene where Artie, Kathy's dad, will like think that Kathy is his wife as they're laying in bed together. And we'll start, like, grabbing her and stuff like that. And she's so far gone. And then when Clint comes in, he is having sex with his daughter. And he's like, what the fuck? And he grabs him and he tosses him off of her. And he's like, they are fucked. We have to get out of here to to David and Judy. Like, that was, that's, it's so, like, raw.
2: It is. It is. It's very, very raw. It's a very messed up scene. But David, because he doesn't really, Clank doesn't really explain why he's as mad as he is, what was happening. And David is just like, dude, you're just going off the deep end here. Mm -hmm. Because he's like, we should have left them. And he's like screaming. And he's like, okay, all right, we will. And then he's like, yeah. Yeah, now you're talking, and then he starts like laughing. Yeah. And this is when David's like, oh, fuck. My friend has it. Let's
3: get out of here.
1: I used to think you had a brain, man. We should have laughed him too. We're going to leave him? Yeah. We'll leave him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking, man. <laughs> Let's get out of here, dog. Let's get out of <laughs> let's, stay, let's stay
1: here, screw them up. Let's stay here, screw They up. up. And they pull one bullet. <laughs>
2: also, we get a weird shot of Kathy who's, like, bleeding and, like,
0: yes. eating her blood. She has no idea what's going on. She's... Gone.
2: Yeah, but I'm just saying it's a fucked up movie It is fucked But yeah, and then they end up finding So after that whole Interaction, it's like the dad realized What he did uh-huh. And he kills himself
0: Yes, so all we see is that Clank finds him Kathy's gone And finds him hanging in a closet And so all David and Judy know Is that Clank was really mad at Artie, and then Artie is dead that's all they know.
2: I didn't think anyone was actually saying that he did it. I thought his response of I didn't do it was him being crazy thinking they thought he did it.
0: Maybe, maybe that's it too. But the but the fact of the matter is that's all they know. And I think if if Clank is already, you know, losing his mind, you know, maybe that's the case. So basically David and Judy are like, okay. Artie's dead. Kathy is missing, but she definitely has it. And now it seems like Clank's infected, too.
2: I love when Clanker says his line of, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Because for me, it felt like it came out of nowhere. Almost like everybody's like, did you do it?
0: Nobody said you did, but now we're thinking maybe.
2: Yeah, and I like, I just love his, I didn't do it." (laughs) it. It reminded me of The Haunting when... They're all yelling at each other because that is something happened to Eleanor and she thinks that somebody did it to her and the last one that's left is wow.
0: Owen Wilson, yeah.
2: Owen Wilson, he's just like, I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't do it. I love I love that reaction that people have just like you're not going to blame me for that. I know
0: what this looks like. <laughs> I'm going to say it before any of you guys do. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they were kind of looking at him. I thought that they're like, Clank, what did you do? Did you just kill a man? And, you know, that I, I got a little bit of that feeling. So I can understand why he would think that way. But he's already, like, getting really aggressive. But they don't have much time to think about it because the military shows up and they find Kathy. And Kathy is out in the field. And so the military comes up on her and she's giggling and laughing and smiling and walking towards them and they're like, Back the fuck up. Get away from us. Stop where you are. But she just does not register any of this.
2: And and you like they're they're all yelling at her and yelling at each other, and it's just like, you know, she's insane anyway. Shoot her, shoot her. And they
0: all unload on her and then set her body on fire.
2: Well, she has a fun reaction. After she's been shot, everything goes quiet and she's just like
3: Oh,. Oh,
2: and then she falls. Uh-huh.
0: And during all of this, Clank and Judy and David get away or they try to. they start running.
2: Well, yeah, and he realizes that he has it because he starts killing a lot of people.
0: Yeah, and he, he, he goes to David again about this, and David's like, no, don't worry about it. We'll all get out of here together.
2: But he ends up sacrificing himself. Yeah. He says, tell me where I should meet you. We'll meet at the bar, because he knows that the, he's going to Yeah, die. there's
0: an argument about where they're going to meet. It's like, no, we're going to meet here. No, we're going to meet at the bar. That's where we always meet, you know. And then he goes off and he he yells for the for the dudes to follow him. He kills a lot of dudes and manages to help them get away, but he is killed in the process.
2: Yes, and he runs out of bullets. Major blood splatter out of his uh-huh. head and a hole through Holy his head. Holy shit!
0: That shot was incredible. Yeah, like you just have him framed slightly off center and then poof, out the side of his head. It was incredible. Poor fucking Clank. Yes.
2: He, it wasn't, you end up really liking him.
0: It wasn't melodramatic. It was just, I love you, David. I'm already dead. So while I'm coherent, I'm going to do whatever I can to help you.
2: Exactly. Meanwhile, we get a tragic, tragic scene where the doctor is like, I've got it. I've got it. I found the oh, solution. Oh, my God.
0: He finds I'm going the combination he needs to cure. And when he gets out there, the army dudes are like, oh, you got to get in with the rest of them. And he's like, I'm the
2: doctor. I'm not a citizen. I'm not it's, infected. And it's so obvious that he's the doctor. He's got vials of blood. Like, it's, Yeah,
0: they should have known. They should have been wary. They should have had ID. But again... Nobody is prepared for this.
2: I understand, but it's a little ridiculous that they're like, "You're a civilian," like, and they it- shove
0: him in here with this group, and him trying to fight to get out causes everyone to get out. And in the chaos, he drops both the vials and gets trampled to death.
2: Yes, it's very sad. Yes, I really really like him as a character. <laughs>
0: And then and, he dies. And
2: because he's so excited, he doesn't say a word about it to his nurse mm-hmm. or the l- assistant lady. She's like, Tell me what you found. And so they have
0: no idea what the combination is. Nope. And so now David and Judy are alone together and they reach the point where they know they're at the perimeter and they know they're going to do perimeter sweeps. Which can mean one of two things, either it goes around the perimeter to make sure the perimeter is secure, or if an active perimeter is set up, where there's somebody at every point of this perimeter, they do sweeps inward, and so they're going to pass through this property, so what they need to do is they need to hide. But up to this point, Judy's been starting to laugh at things.
2: Yeah. Yeah, she's definitely got it, and he knows it.
0: Yeah, But he's doing whatever the fuck he can.
2: So he hides her in a tower of cinder blocks.
0: Well, that's how all the cinder blocks are stacked. And so he takes cinder blocks down, gets her in, and then stacks them back up. And then while he hides in an attic in one of the buildings.
2: Yeah, and he's like, you just gotta be real quiet. I'm gonna meet you at your mother's house. Uh Uh-huh. Because he's pretty sure she's gonna die.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we have one another one of those moments where I'll meet you, and you're like, no, you're not. You're never going to see each other again.
2: It's fucked. Yeah. And they, and,
0: she is pregnant.
2: Yeah, and he tries really hard to save her, but they end up shooting her.
0: He goes to get her, and then she... So somebody sees her, because she's putting her fingers out through the bricks, right? One last straggler is going to see her. And when he does, David kills him. And when he starts taking down the bricks, she doesn't even recognize him by this point, And she starts freaking out. And while she's freaking out, the rest of the army hears and comes to them.
2: Which, by the way, happened earlier in the film when they were driving to each other. She noticed that he was speeding towards her. So she thought he was like the uh-huh. cop. So she ran away. And she so- was like,
0: I'm so sorry. I didn't know it was you. And he was like, it's OK. You had no way of knowing.
2: And the reason I bring that up is because in the remake, there will be a scene, not the same scene at all, but there will Uh be a scene that is done twice in the film. Yeah. So I thought that was funny that they both have that.
0: Yeah, it's just this one was the big, big important one. The first one where they get caught, which means they have to escape and everyone knows where they are. Uh, And then the second one that results in Judy's death and David gets captured because he's not exhibiting any symptoms and they bring him back to the doctor's office.
2: But when she dies, uh-huh. it is super sad. She's, you know, she's crazy. She's like, oh my God, he's kicking. It's so, so sad because she's talking about her baby that she's pregnant with. And then she's like, yeah. oh, oh no. no, he's just sleeping.
0: Yeah, like Jesus. It's very like heart breaking. Ugh. This is killed by armed civilians. Is that right?
2: Oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah, it was crazy. People just shooting at ran- shooting at anybody. Yes. Yeah. And they shot Judy. That's right. So he shot them. That's why it was so weird that he shot them. Because it was just a bunch of kids and he feels really guilty about it. But at the same time, it's like, dude, they were crazy anyway. He yeah, shot but the, Judy.
0: But the military shows up and then takes David away. So yes. that's how it happened. Yes. So... They take him back, and he's brought back to where Colonel Peckham and Major Ryder are, because he's not exhibiting any symptoms, I guess, and they're going to be testing people for immunity, and when they're like, you got to test him for immunity, and he just kind of like looks at them.
2: No, the doctor says, are you kidding? And walks away. That's
0: what I'm saying. Yeah, because they're like, we're we're beyond that point now. And he just never gets tested, even though he is immune.
2: And he smiles. And he smiles. he's happy. He's happy that he can't help them. But it's like, like, dude, it's not just about you.
0: No, yeah, this is very personal for David. Everything went to shit. And he's like, well, it's all your guys' fault. You deal with the outcome. But, I mean... You could save a lot of people.
2: Yeah, that's a really selfish point of view.
0: Because what happens here is Peckham gets a call saying in Louisville, there are more people who are exhibiting symptoms. And And
2: he has to go there now.
0: He goes up and we get credits over him taking off all of his clothes in a black light square out in the open. He's completely naked. The helicopter lowers down clean clothes for him. He puts them on, and he gets carried away to the next critical site. And that's the end of the movie. It's entirely fucked.
2: It's an intense movie.
0: And the implication is, is that they are, in fact, going to blow up the town. Yes. Like, they don't say it, I don't think. but They that's, do not. that's where they leave it. We know that's where their plans are. And now that there are cases elsewhere... They know that there's been a breach. They're probably going to end up blowing up the town. Oh, yeah. Shit goes south because of the riot at the high school. So, like, that's the only solution at this point. Mm-hmm. So, eh, that's the end of the movie. Fuck, man.
2: It's very on the edge of your seat, keeping you going, moving, moving, moving. And then they get to the country club and it slows down, which is fine. Well, because there's, like, character moments at that point. Yeah, and it picks back up, so I think it does a good job, whereas the remake is not able to pick itself back up, in but, my opinion.
0: See, I see, I disagree with you in both cases, I think. I did not feel that lull; It had my attention the entire time. I started to feel it with the remake, and then I did feel, like, every time... Because it, it's a couple of times in the remake where it's like, Jesus Christ, just end already. <laughs> but... I thought every single new thing that happened in the remake felt worth it to me. And you didn't feel that quite as much, but we'll talk about that movie in a bit. Let's talk about this one. What do you think the movie has on Rotten
2: Tomatoes? I hope it's really good. I'm going to say, what do I imagine it really got?
0: Yeah. You have to remember it didn't even make its money back in the theaters.
2: And this is based on that time period.
0: Not necessarily.
2: Gosh, why do I I feel like it probably got a bad score, but I'm going to give it a high score, so that feels weird to me. I'm going to guess that it has a 68.
0: What the fuck? 67. That's your third movie in a row that you were off by one point.
2: That's nuts.
0: (laughs) The Crazies isn't top shelf Romero, but its blend of genre thrills and social subtext Should still be enough to satisfy discerning horror fans. A Metacritic of 63, so really close to the Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, No cinema score. Do you think that's overrated or underrated?
2: Way underrated.
0: Way underrated. This movie's great.
2: Yes. I'm going to give it an 86.
0: I was going to give it an 87.
2: I think it's very entertaining. Very good. I would highly recommend it to other Uh people. But I would also highly recommend that you watch it with the kit closed captioning. The yeah. sound quality is no good. Yeah. Which is really unfortunate when it's so dialogue heavy.
0: Apparently, like two years ago, there was a 4K restoration. So maybe they improved the audio along with the video. I don't know. It was also released on Blu-ray like 10 years ago. So they might have done stuff that we didn't get to see in the version that we watched on Prime. I don't know. Mm. But... Yeah, I mean, it feels like a low-budget, independent horror movie from the 70s. Yes. Very, very much and so. And
2: it's very good for that, being mm-hmm. that. And it goes places that you are not expecting it to go. It goes it to places. It shows d- you dark, perspectives dark that you're places. not expecting to see. Mm-hmm.
0: And, yeah, it has silly moments, and you're expecting this to be a wacky movie sometimes. But, no, it's, like, the most serious you can get sometimes. It's... It's great. I would agree. It's not the best Romero movie, but... It's very good.
2: Yeah. I'm very happy I saw it, and I'm really sad that it has such a stupid title.
0: You like Codename Trixie better? Way better. <laughs> I just th- I think that the name Trixie is supposed to be ironic. It'd be weird to pin the whole movie on that element.
2: The crazies just makes it sound like it's going to be about hillbillies. I agree.
0: So... We'll talk about the remake, but that was my impression of the remake. I had never seen this movie before. This is the first time I'd ever seen it. And I think when the remake came out, I didn't know that there was an original movie. Or if I did, I had never seen it and had my thoughts about that. And the the image that you get is like a pitchfork dragging across the ground. And you're like, oh, it's Crazy Hillbillies. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Like, that's what you think it's going to be. And it absolutely is not.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Anyway, if you still haven't seen it, I'd recommend you do. Even with our explanation So you can maybe see what we're talking about It's very good
2: There's a lot of stuff that we glossed over It's it's very good There are times when I think we really hit the nail on the head And if you've never seen the movie You don't need to see it after we've explained it But I highly think that you should see this Even if you've listened to this entire thing Yeah,
0: Mm -hmm. it's one of those All right, Kelsey Before we get into the next movie In our double feature The late night double feature Poor trivia.
2: What holiday-themed movie featured a crazed miner and a pickaxe?
0: (laughs) Uh, I gotta make sure I don't just, like, say the name and get it wrong. It's My Bloody Valentine. Yes. Yes. Kelsey. In the 2010 version of The Crazies, why does the military think Judy is infected?
2: Because she has a high temperature.
0: That is correct. Why does she have a high temperature?
2: Because she is pregnant.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Just like in the first movie.
2: Yes. Only this time, she ain't no nurse. No,
0: she's a full-fledged doctor. That's
2: right. And he is not an ex-Green Beret firefighter on the side.
0: (laughs) He is a sheriff.
2: (laughs) He's the sheriff.
0: Yes. So let's get right into the new movie. 2010's The Crazies. Written by Scott Kosar and Ray Wright, of course, based on the original script by George A. Romero. Directed by Breck Eisner and starring Roda Mitchell, Timothy Oliphant, Danielle Panabaker, and Joe Anderson. I don't care what you say, I love Timothy Oliphant.
2: I love Timothy Oliphant. I'm
0: not, I don't mean you in particular. I One of my first notes is, I love Timothy Oliphant. He can be a sheriff in anything. And he is a sheriff in everything, almost.
2: <laughs> It's so hilarious because the first time I ever saw him was when he was a drug dealer in Go. In Go, Go, yeah. (laughs) And then he became this southern lawman.
0: Well, yeah, before that, he was in Deadwood as the sheriff in Deadwood.
2: That was before Go?
0: No, before Justified. Ah. Where he's a ranger or something like that. I can't remember what he is in Justified. That show was pretty good. And then it. Got a little long in the tooth. What is this version about, Kelsey? It's the same thing.
2: It's the same thing. Only this time we don't get the military perspective. None of it. This time the military is just the bad guy, which is easier...
0: It is easier. Exa- I
2: think that's exactly
0: the way to describe it.
2: Uh, it makes it it makes sure that you just have a straight through storyline. You are only following David and Judy's story. That's all that matters here. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. And I thought it was well done. And they do a great job. Timothy Oliphant does wonderful. Uh-huh. I really liked the guy who played Russell, who is clanker.
0: Yeah, Joe Anderson.
2: And I thought that... The lady who played Judy was good. I know you really like her.
0: Radha Mitchell, yeah.
2: It's this straightforward story, and that's fine.
0: Yeah. It is a completely different movie in tone, in... Like, the plot is the same, but it feels completely different. It is free with subscription on Sling. It has ads on Roku, Hoopla, Tubi, and Pluto TV. Jesus, these names... Uh, You could rent it for $2 on Amazon, Google, YouTube, and Redbox, or $4 everywhere else. You can buy it for $5 on AMC On Demand and $8 most everywhere else. Strangely, neither of these movies appear on iTunes, it looks like. Which is very bizarre. Hmm. Should people watch the remake to The Crazies?
2: Yes. Unfortunately, it's not as good. It's missing the chaotic frenzied atmosphere.
0: No, it is a 2010s horror movie, but it's through and through, but it is good. It is as that. Yes, it is good. This movie. I remember seeing the original trailers for it. It kind of came and went. I feel I was like, oh yeah, horror hillbillies, whatever, you know, in a town and you're going to get attacked by crazy locals or whatever. Like that's what I thought the whole thing was about. And it is not. It pulls off a different thing from what Romero was trying to do, but that different thing, it does very well. Yes. And I was expecting it to fall apart, just absolutely fall apart by the end, and it trips once or twice, but for the most part, it's very successful in what it's trying to do.
2: See, I went into this knowing that my parents really enjoyed it. I had no idea. I just never saw it, so I was like, I bet it's going to be at least decent. And then it was good.
0: Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. I remember like a half hour into the movie, I was like, Kelsey, am I I losing it or is this movie good? Like, I'm I'm liking this movie, I think. (laughs) Uh, It just, you know, you expected it to fall into all the pitfalls that movies from around the time tended to, but it doesn't. And uh, it's weird that it doesn't get more notoriety in the same way that the 73 version of the crazies doesn't get the notoriety that now that i've seen it i feel it should yeah so you can take our advice or leave it but when we get back we will talk about the 2010 version of the crazies
1: how long has you been playing a statue a couple hours now
3: what is it lay a gun down that's making the good people of ogden marsh on, oh, yeah! go crazy Go! Go! On! Go! the crazies rated r ah! starts february
0: 26th all right kels yes can you do me a favor yes can you get us started how does the 2010 version of the crazies begin
2: well we see the town of ogden march completely on fire and then we get a title card that says two days earlier. We meet Judy, who is now a doctor this time.
0: Rada Mitchell.
2: And she does have a nurse, is going to end up basically being their version of the teenage girl from the original film. Kathy? Kathy, yes.
0: In this, her name is Becca.
2: Yeah, and she is asking to leave early, but and she says it's because her aunt is in town and her aunt is sick, but... She knows the real reason Uh is because she wants to go see her boyfriend at the baseball game, and that seems really unimportant, but that boyfriend is going to become a plot element later in the film.
0: Yeah, that baseball game is also...
2: Very important.
0: Yeah, the baseball game itself is important, yeah.
2: Yeah. Then we get to see Timothy Oliphant, who is playing our main protagonist. His name... Is it David? It's David, yeah. Yeah, Uh okay. But this time he is a sheriff... And he's at the baseball game. But in the middle of the game, a man walks out onto the field with a gun. So we learn really quick that David is very pragmatic. He immediately runs out onto the field to handle the situation. Uh-huh. He's trying to talk this guy down. His, this guy's name is Rory. He's like, He assumes that he is drunk and he wants him to put the gun down. And the guy turns the gun on him. And he shoots to kill
0: in front of everyone.
2: <laughs> yeah, he didn't shoot to like.
0: When a guy is firing a gun at you, you don't shoot to injure. Well, like, he could still shoot. If you shoot him in the leg, he can still shoot you with that shotgun.
2: That's true. Well, he went straight between the eyes. Yes. But he sees that he had a nosebleed. And that will become a tell later in the film. Yeah. And as he looks down at the dead body. We see out into space. There's a satellite that is picking up on his actions. Kind of cheesy. <laughs> and it's the government.
0: The government's watching. Yes, that's they, the only government perspective you get. Yes, in the entire movie,
2: because they want them to feel very removed, very like this is the situation, and we that kill. they
0: they see everything. Yes, you know, and this is a point of interest for the government. Why would this incident in a, in a small town at a baseball field be of interest to the government?
2: Yes, and Ooh. we do get to see the code name Trixie. Yeah. On the screen of the satellite. Yeah.
0: I gotta say, the buildup of like small town life up to this point is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It felt like a nice place to live.
2: It did. <laughs> he is then confronted with the wife and son of Rory. And The son already has daggers in his eyes, but the wife tells him to calm down, but she gets mad because the sheriff, David, basically says he was drunk, and she's like, how dare you? Like, my my husband stopped drinking two years ago, and you know that.
0: You know how proud he was of that.
2: And then she slaps him, and you might be thinking, wow, that's fucked up, but... The sheriff is, you know, the best cop we've ever seen and understands that, hey, she's in pain and I'm yeah. going to let that slide. It's not his
0: job to be right. It's just his job to do the right thing.
2: But he doesn't justify himself at all, which He sucks. doesn't.
0: He's not like, he was at a public baseball game and he drew a shotgun on me. Like, that's his problem. But that's not his point. That's not the point. She's going to be upset no matter what. And reasonably so. It doesn't matter how she takes it out on him. He can take a slap. So, you know, you're like, okay, I can respect that, I guess.
2: Wouldn't it be great if all cops were like that?
0: Well, it's like Jaws. You know, we have, we have that exact same thing here. Later on, David's going to ask the mayor, I guess, to shut down the water supply. And the mayor says... What are you kidding? That'll ruin things here. You know, everyone drinks the water. And Dave is like, yeah, I know. That's the problem. Well, the
2: crops need the water.
0: Exactly. But this is my point. Like, he's the mayor who's...
2: Worried about them financially. Yes,
0: and not about the lives of the people involved. And there's also a moment where somebody slaps our main character, Sheriff, even though it's not his fault.
2: Yes. There are some similarities yeah. to Jaws, for sure. But that night, he's very upset about the whole situation, and his wife, Judy, will make him feel better by reminding him of their child because the audience needs to know that she's, she's pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. The next day, he finds out that the man did not have alcohol in his system, but they haven't gotten their toxicology report back yet, so it's possible he was on drugs. Yeah. But meanwhile,. People all over the town are starting to act weird. The principal's acting weird. This woman's husband is acting weird. So much so that she brings him in to see Judy, the doctor, who's like, "Mm, maybe we should have him do a CAT scan because he's like repeating himself just like they did in the original film. Uh Uh-huh. And that night... She will look out at the barn and see that her husband is just sitting there with their big tractor No, There's a
0: light coming from there and a noise. And she goes out and it's got one of those thresher machines.
2: And she stands right in front of it, which was infuriating. We were
0: expecting like a happening sort of moment or whatever, you know. But But no. Nope. She goes into the driver's seat area, the cab of the uh, machine. And it's empty. And she turns it off. And then she hears a scream back from the house. Now, this is going to happen twice in the movie. And I don't think the movie was going for something when it did it twice. I think it just dipped back in the same well twice.
2: It's possible. But it's
0: what possible. happened? What was the scream about?
2: She runs inside and she finds her son and he tells her that her her husband, her his dad, has a knife. Yeah. So she's trying to hide him. But that's not what the father's real intentions were. It's just like at the beginning of the original film. He locks them in and lights the house on fire. Yep. And this time when the cops show up, he is mowing the lawn. <laughs> but it was really irritating. It was like, at least try to jump out the window. Yeah. Like, could have die either way. Right.
0: Like, oh, you're going to break your leg. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Better to be alive with a broken leg than burned to death.
2: Yeah. So, amongst all this hullabaloo, the sheriff, I think the next day, finds a dead body in the water. Or somebody... Oh, the hunters do. The hunters, do, yeah. Uh-huh. Who we will run into later for a really pointless scene, but...
0: I don't know if I'd call it pointless. But go ahead.
2: So these guys are out hunting, which is illegal, and... He tells them so. But they find a dead body in the water. And David is like, what the hell? This guy parachuted down here and died? Where's what the plane? Yes, where's the plane?
0: And they go out on a boat. So it's David and Russell, who is Clank, who's just like a young dude who's his deputy. Uh, and so their relationship is less like brothers who are in the military together. And one of them is just... Smarter than the other one, and the other one is really loyal. It's not like that. It's that it's the sheriff and deputy relationship. But and they're also,
2: like, best friends.
0: They're friends. And and Russell trusts David and does whatever the sheriff says. Deputy follows the sheriff's orders, you know. So they they have kind of a similar sort of, like, I'll do whatever you say relationship. Uh, but I don't think it's as strong as the one in the original.
2: I guess. So, yeah, they have to get this guy to take them out on the boat because he was telling people that he saw this thing come down. Uh So they're like, well, that might be it. And I forget why, but he he keeps saying something. And David's like, you ask me that again. I'm going to throw you out of this fucking boat. Uh And then the guy says, oh, yeah, you're not going to shoot me? Which very visibly upsets David, but Uh he calmly just says, turn the boat off because he realizes that they are right over the plane. Uh Uh-huh. You said it sounded like a plane, Trev.
1: Sheriff, about the reward. Shit, big plane, little plane, what? Come on now. Oh, well, if you can explain the difference how those two sound, I might be able to figure it out. You're full of shit. He's full of shit. People only ask for reward when there's something to find. Is it gonna be a big reward, Sheriff? Travis, you ask about that again, I'm gonna throw you out of the fucking boat. You're not gonna shoot me?
0: Travis? Yeah. Kill the engine. It's a pretty great moment.
2: Yes. It's a good movie. It's well done. It's well put together. So they start thinking. What is it doing here? What could happen to whatever is inside of it? You know, and they're thinking about this is where our drinking water comes from.
0: And so they go to the city planner
2: mm-hmm. and
0: they figure out, like, okay, where does our city's water supply come from and where does it pass first? And And David notices that it passes by, uh, the first properties it passes by are the ones that seem to be going nuts. So he figures out the water supply thing like that.
2: Yeah, but of course, like we said, the mayor will not turn off the water because then the crops will die. Uh, Even though there's been three dead bodies in 48 hours.
0: So he just goes and forcibly turns it off his damn self.
2: <laughs> yeah, and the deputy's like, uh, this might cost you your job. And he's just like, I don't care. Yeah. And then they get back to their jail and the guy looks, the guy that they took in earlier looks like he's dead. And the deputy's about to open up the jail cell and David is like, wait. Yeah. If he's dead... He doesn't mind waiting. Let's yeah. just wait a minute. Uh-huh. And it ends up being a good thing because it is totally a ruse. The guy is totally alive. And he's pissed. He's like, hey, wait a minute. I asked for a transfer of this
0: yeah. person Why two days ago. Come? Yeah,
2: And that's when they suddenly realize that the phone isn't working. The internet isn't working. Their cell phones aren't working. Uh-huh. And he has a great line of, we're in trouble.
0: Yeah, and they go outside, and all of a sudden, the city is just fucking empty. And I didn't like this. So this is after I wrote my note that says I love competent heroes. I wrote, how are we supposed to believe the entire town was emptied out in the time it took them to talk to the mayor guy and turn off the water? So they're in town talking to the city planner, and life is normal. Then... They talk to the mayor to get the water turned off and then go turn the water off, and then the city is just empty. The entire military came through and evacuated the entire place silently, and they didn't see or hear a thing, and they had no idea that it happened. Like, that's incredibly unbelievable. And then also, we have in this version that nobody in the military or the government notified local law enforcement. Like, that seems unbelievable, too.
2: We see like a big black car looking at him and then drive off really fast, and I'm like, "Is there espionage going on?" Yeah, we're not going to know about any of it.
0: I can see why in this moment, not being able to see the military's perspective isn't as interesting, but it is more tense. Where you're the the only perspective you have is David. And so everything else that's happening is like, what the fuck is going on? Even more so than the original.
2: And as he's looking out and he sees this car drive away and there's no one around, he hears a girl singing on her bike. And who is she?
0: Lynn Lowry. Kathy. This is her cameo in the new version.
2: Yes. It was well-received. Then he goes into the hospital for some reason. I don't remember why. He goes
0: to the coroner, I Oh, thought.
2: the coroner's yeah. office. I don't know. But he finds a desecrated body, and then he finds a person who's alive, who has had their eyes and their mouth sewn, sewn shut. shut.
0: <laughs> and he cuts open the mouth, and the person on the, on the bed says, behind you. Which
2: doesn't make any sense, because his eyes are sewn shut. Uh-huh. So how would he know he's behind him? Also, if you haven't figured it out, the crazy people are way more cognitive this time They're around. They're just
0: incredibly violent. Yes. They they haven't lost any of their intelligence.
2: Right. And they haven't lost their memories either. I don't know. Well, because later they, he's attacked by the woman for killing her husband, Rory.
0: Oh yeah, uh-huh.
2: It's just kind of like
0: it just it just increases their motivation to kill, is what it is.
2: And I feel like it should be more indiscriminate, and I feel like it should be more insanity. Yeah,
0: well, that's different about this movie. It, it's not trying to replicate exactly the disease from before. We're going to meet those hunters from earlier, when he was like, guns away till summer, or whatever it was, or guns away till spring, or because they were hunting out of season. Uh, they're going to end up continuing hunting, but they're going to hunt people. Yes, like so, it just kind of escalates their own natural emotions and makes them incredibly violent and compassionless. But they still have all their same, you know, sort of under the surface layer desires and thoughts and memories and all so that. So what you're still telling
2: exists. me is the husband from the first house always wanted to kill his wife and child that that's makes sense.
0: that's what it seems like yeah
2: <laughs> but so he has this big epic fight with the doctor he ends up killing the doctor I, but I, it, I, he drops the like bone saw uh, bone saw's uh, ready, uh, and right before it's gonna hurt him doesn't the other cop like save his life or something
0: yeah, he unplugs it or something like that or grabs it or grabs shoots the cord it or something like that. No, he doesn't shoot it. Uh, yeah, the Russell is there. But I wrote, why aren't you shooting him? Yeah. You have a gun. Why are you getting into a fight with a dude with a bone saw? Yeah. Like, shoot him. That was weird. Shoot her.
2: Yeah. He ends up going home. And he goes to check the barn, just like the ma- the lady did earlier. And, and his
0: wife screams from inside. Just like so the, the kid the did earlier. the same exact thing, except this time.
2: It's the army. The, the army's
0: there, and they're sweeping everyone up. And so they take them to this big field.
2: She gets taken immediately. They're taking all people with a high temperature. hmm They immediately sedate her. She tries to tell them that she's pregnant, but they don't care. And there's major chaos going on, but the military seems a little bit more stable this time, but we don't get any insight from them. We see that a group of people, like, start firing on them, and a bunch of people escape, but not everybody does, and there are groups of people that have been told, you're not infected, we're getting you out of here. Yeah. And that's where they're sending David, and David is talking to this guy, and this guy is just like you know, this may be your only chance. And he says, no, I've got to go back for Judy. And it ends up being a really good thing that he doesn't go with them because later they find out that they just killed all those yeah, people. Uh-huh. But the breach that we were talking about earlier s- becomes so big that the military decides to pull out. And suddenly when the sheriff decides to escape, there is... His deputy, again, just finds him.
0: Yeah. Which uh is weird. They just kind of find each other, yeah.
2: Meanwhile, he informs David that Judy is still inside. So if he wants to go back and get Judy, they need to go back into the facility where they originally took her. Uh He does not know if she is still alive. Well, we get to find out that she is still alive. Uh She is strapped down. There are several people strapped down in this building with her. Several of them are laughing or talking to themselves because they've got the, the disease. But she notices that Becca is there, who was her nurse from earlier. Mm. And she's like, don't worry, Becca. We're going to get out of this. And Becca's like, I don't think we are. And that is when we get the cover shot. This dude walking in with a pitchfork.
0: Dragging a pitchfork. And anyone he sees that's strapped down to a table that's still living... He stabs them with this pitchfork and kills them.
2: And just as he's about to kill Becca, Judy screams no, uh-huh. which stops him for some reason. He
0: turns and he sees somebody else who's also alive and decides that nah, you're loud and annoying, I guess. I'm going to kill you. And when he goes to do it and she's freaking out and panicking, dude gets shot.
2: Yes. Here comes the Sheriff David to save the day.
0: Sheriff David. Yes. And Deputy Russell.
2: Yes. As they're leaving, Russell, for the first time, starts to get worried what if I have it? And David's like, You don't have it. You're going to be just fine. And Russell's starting to get nervous, and that will definitely come back later. Uh huh. This is when they discover those hunting boys again who are now hunting people. But nothing comes of it here. That'll come back later. Yeah. So as they're all going together, so it's Russell, David, Judy, and Becca. They're walking by her boyfriend Scotty's barn. And she runs off to go and find Scotty. And David is like, what the fuck? We've got to stop her. We don't have time for this shit.
0: And Judy says to him,
2: you had time for me.
0: Yep. You know, I wouldn't even say it like that. It was like, you had time for me. I know. (laughs) Like, she talks some sense into him. Like, I know you don't care about this kid, but she does. And you took the time out of your day to come for me. She gets to take the time out of her day to come for him.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Scotty McGregor. That's her boyfriend.
3: Russell, stop her. Yeah, I got it. We don't have time for this.
2: You had time for me. But it ends up being a bad idea yep. because the army is already there Yep. and the army is taking out the people in the house. They do find Scotty, uh-huh. although he's probably crazy at this point. He's acting a little weird. He like puts the gun on them even though he knows it's them. Oh, no, I think it's fine. But he ends up, they end up talking him down, but it doesn't matter because the cops are like, we're going to kill your mom. And Scotty's like, fuck. And he runs outside and then Scotty dies. Yep. And then they, they burn the, the bodies.
0: Well, yes, they have a flamethrower right there. They go, they hide in the barn and then the military starts doing a sweep.
2: But they escape. Well, they
0: escape because they're able to talk.
2: Oh, right. I didn't write anything about that down. Go for it. I so didn't care. The
0: military is doing a sweep.
2: (laughs) It's just like, yay, a nice military man. Yes. And they
0: grab a guy and take his weapon from him. And they're talking to him. They're asking him information. He's like, I honestly don't know why we're here. I couldn't even tell you what state I'm in right now. He satisfies them. And then some other guy comes and he's like, hey, you back there? You coming? And they realize they got to let him go. Because otherwise, more people are going to search the spot where he was searching. So they let him go. They give him back his weapon because he promises he won't say anything.
2: He says, I didn't sign up to kill civilians.
0: And so when they ask him, hey, you okay? You find anything? He says, nope, I'm okay. And then It's a tense moment. It is a tense moment. They don't give you
2: that answer immediately. They make you wait for it. And then he does say, nope, Mm -hmm. nobody's there. Yep. Which is interesting because they've only developed the army to be assholes at this point. So it's kind of like a, hey, not all army people.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
2: So they get to their house. Judy is starting to act a little crazy. She grabs the laundry out of nowhere. Yeah,
0: I, I wrote that. The clothesline scene scene is dumb. I don't believe she'd rush to take down the laundry without a reason.
2: It's because she's just so upset that the world is ending around her.
0: Everyone we know is dead. And I wrote down, not everyone you know is dead, actually. Uh, so that's a weird thing to say. Of course, it's later that I find out that they shot everyone in the the
2: trucks. Yes, they all are dead.
0: Everyone you know is dead, okay. (laughs) But she didn't know that.
2: She just meant, like, in general, this town uh is dead and it's never coming back.
0: Somewhere around here I wrote some minor stuff in this movie is either baffling or it strains belief. But otherwise, I'm really enjoying this. Is the ending going to be bad or something?
2: Yeah, no, I I think it's very good. I think it's a well made remake. Yeah. The next scene is a little dumb. She, feeling sad and nostalgic, goes into their already completed nursery.
0: Oh, yeah. She's not even showing yet, and their nursery is a month pregnant,
2: according to the film. But they've finished the entire nursery already. Uh-huh. Just so I they mean, can look, have that
0: emotional moment.
2: Look, it's possible that like they were just really excited and they were trying for a while. That's yeah. possible. But like, you don't do that. It was like.
0: weird. It was something that needed to be commented on, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Is the point.
2: And also, oddly enough, inside that room are waiting for her, are the um the mother and son.
0: Of the first person that David killed out a- on that. The wife
2: and son.
0: Yes, the wife and son. Of the first person that David killed out on that baseball diamond.
2: And they're there, like, fully cognitive. Like, they tie her up. It's this whole plan to kill her, to get back at David. But the reveal is
0: a good moment. Even before you know who they are or what they want, you know, you just realizing that there's somebody that's in that room with her is a pretty cool moment.
2: Yes, it is a good reveal. But it's...
0: David hears something and he runs up the stairs and when he comes in, she's all tied up. Right? Like, that's... I thought these people were homicidal. Yeah. Why are they tying people up?
2: It feels... It felt unnecessary. It felt random.
0: Yeah. Like, they needed the moment even though the context didn't warrant that moment.
2: Yes. And, again, he almost dies here, and again, Russell saves his life.
0: Yep. So he... He gets his hand stabbed with a knife, and when the Wife is about to kill his wife. He pulls his hand up out of the floor. Yeah, it's a very
2: cool And then, like,
0: grabs her by the head. And so forcing the knife into the side of her head and killing her. Uh, And then he gets attacked by...
2: The son, because he only knocked him out.
0: And during that attack, that's when Russell shoots the kid from
2: outside. And then Russell comes in and shoots both of them in the head several times. Uh Quote, unquote... Just making sure.
0: Yeah, scaring Judy.
2: Yes, and it, it's not looking good for Russell. No. Also, I think that Judy starts coughing, or maybe it's Becca. I don't remember, but somebody's coughing. I think coughing. Becca starts
0: coughing. They're in the car, and Becca starts coughing, and, and Russell's like, like, hey, what the heck? She might have the disease, and they're like, coughing is not a symptom. No,
2: they don't say that. We were saying it. We're like, <laughs> since when is coughing a symptom? <laughs> You've not made that clear at all.
0: Yeah, I don't think it is. It's just she had a cough. (laughs) And it's just to show how how paranoid everyone is.
2: And out comes a helicopter, which forces them into a car wash.
0: I wrote down, okay, the car wash is dumb too. Like it's effective tension in some ways, but silly in others. And I kind of like it. It's fun, but it's off tone.
2: It's completely off tone. And it doesn't do anything for the story.
0: Well, it does. I wrote, I guess this is the new tone. They're going through this car wash. At Well, they're they're parked in this car wash, hiding from the helicopter, when all of a sudden it turns on. And then as they're being pushed through this car wash, and he can't get any traction on his tires, because they're spinning in those little holders, uh, and it's pulling them through the car wash, they start to see bodies. And then they start to get attacked. And then their, their windows get smashed in and they're fighting back and just when they think they're about to get out they punch it and drive away and one of the crazies puts a hose around Becca's neck yanking her out and hanging her from the roof of the car wash killing her
2: and Chris does not believe that it's possible that her neck snapped when she was ripped out of the car by this thing they weren't
0: going fast enough it wasn't pulling the other direction it was just as fast as they were driving away she would have been pulled out but, no, I don't believe that that I would have broken her neck. She wasn't choking. It Like, the implication is that she died like you would in a hanging. Her neck gets snapped. It just, it felt weird. Like, there wasn't even a moment where she was trying, and then they had to run back to get her, and she was already gone by the time.
2: Look, they need to get rid of their characters, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a line here. It's like the only time that David is not like the perfect loving husband, but it is a really funny line. She, When they're waiting in the car wash before anything bad has happened to them in the car wash, she's like, we need to find roads that are out of the way, like where they won't be able to find us. And David's like, please, please tell me where these magical, mystical roads are that they cannot see, that a helicopter cannot find. She's tell like, I'm me. just trying to help. But it it is funny. And he
0: stops and he apologizes. You're right. I'm sorry. (laughs) But so while they're feeling bad about Becca and they're out of the car and the car's kind of rolling away a little bit, all of a sudden, boom, the car just explodes.
2: Yeah, the helicopter destroys it. (laughs) And it's like, With oh. These, like,
0: stinger missiles.
2: Just well, it's a good thing we got out of the car.
0: <laughs> that moment I wrote down,
2: Jesus Christ! Yes, it's a, it is a great <laughs> moment. And when they walk out to look at it, the deputy starts laughing. Which I'm sorry, if I was in that situation, yeah, I'd probably laugh, laugh too. But
0: that's why they're not making any decisions right now. They're just filing that away for later.
2: Yeah, David definitely looks at him like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. So they're stuck with walking, and Judy's not doing great. She's pregnant. They've been walking for a very long time. We need water. We need food. They see a car coming, and David's like, fuck it. We're commandeering this vehicle. But what does Deputy Russell do?
0: He grabs the spike strip from the cop car and rolls it out in front of this black SUV, which ca- as, that's going at speed, and it causes it to flip and tumble and crash. And Dave's like, what the fuck? We needed that car. And so they rush to the car. They find one dude inside is he still tells alive.
2: Him, I want to talk to this guy, Russell. Don't you uh-huh. dare shoot him. Uh-huh. And Russell's like, okay.
0: All right. Whatever you say, boss. And so he's he's talking to them, and the dude's not telling him much, right? Like.
2: Yeah, he's like, look, we lost a plane.
0: Yeah, what do you want me to say? You
2: can be mad at me all you want. It was a mistake. What do you want? I can't change what happened.
0: So they find out like just enough. They talk about Trixie or whatever and. And Russell shoots him. Yep. He's like, we're done talking.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he's like, what the fuck is the matter with you? I said I wanted to talk to him. He's like, he talked. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, this is not good. Uh Uh-huh. So they end up stealing the gun from him. He, like, leaves it to look in the truck. Uh Uh-huh. And he's just like, "Uh, what are you doing there? And he's like, oh, I just figured I'd carry it for you. It's so heavy. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to need that back. And he's like, no, I'm going to carry it. And Judy starts trying to talk him down. And he's like, you should tell Judy to shut the fuck up. I'm gonna shoot her and that's when David realizes oh my god my friend really will shoot us uh huh so they they just start walking with Russell following behind with both guns but then eventually Russell's mad because he has to carry this heavy gun so he just shoots all the bullets and leaves the uh-huh. gun behind it's too heavy <laughs> Yeah, and then he eventually falls and has a bloody nose and it finally hits him okay I've got it I need to let my friends go before I kill them.
0: So this is what I mean when I when I say I like Clank better. Russell had one kind of kind of existential moment and then he becomes a threat, which is good. Okay. So Russell is super competent just like Clank was. I feel like Russell he feels like more of an asset and a bigger threat when he starts to turn, uh, but I prefer Clank cuz Clank may be an idiot, but he has depth. And his sacrifice, like, made sense in the moment. It expressed his love. Like, it was part of something that had been built up over the course of the movie. Whereas in this one, with Russell, it's more like like he's too lucid during this conversation and he, they have this conversation about like how I'm I'm going to make sure that you guys make it out of here alive and like there's this whole long drawn out conversation that's totally unearned and it's like clank just did it. He's like I'm going where are we meeting? and then he just rushed out whereas this is like there's a moment music swells and it's like it felt unearned and and I liked the clank version a lot better.
2: I agree. Clanker in the first film is way more interesting because yeah. he's got like you said he's got a lot of things going on like not he's he was not at all what I was expecting him to be and that was fascinating mm-hmm. and you're absolutely right his his moment of sacrifice is so quick and just like no I'm going to sacrifice myself for this is for what you guys. I do this mm-hmm. is the right thing to do you're my best friend I'm going to do it and yeah you're right it feels a little more because he does feel more competent in the remake mm mm-hmm. mhm And again, more of a threat when he becomes crazy. But, yeah, it it does weaken the bond that they had. Uh And also, because Russell, I guess, plays him more competently, the first clanker, it felt more authentic.
0: Yeah, this is what I'm saying.
2: Like, because his his emotions felt raw, whereas... Russell seemed more like a typical everyday guy Uh who is more capable of controlling his emotions.
0: And it's just like, well, I guess I'm dying for my boss now. Yeah. You know, but they tried to make it in this big emotional moment, which it didn't work, I, I felt. But yes, he does sacrifice himself to get them time.
2: When he realizes that he's not doing so well, he asks them, can I walk with you a little while longer?
0: Uh, Just let me walk with you a little while longer. You can keep an eye on me. And then when you have to do what you have to do, go ahead and do it. But then he does. He has a moment where he has an opportunity to slow down the military that's after them.
2: And then we have another scene, which also feels like it. if you cut this out, it wouldn't do anything. So, okay. This
0: is what we're talking about. There's all these beats where everything just slows down, and then there's an action moment. Then everything slows down, and then there's an action moment. It's like, when are we going to get to the climax?
2: Yeah, I, because I... While the car wash scene does to me feel like it's out of place in the film, mm-hmm. I do love the ending of it. I yeah. do love that the car <laughs> explodes when they're looking at the dead body. It's it's great irony. It's, uh-huh. it's well done. And then this scene where they go to the diner to get the truck, it's well put together. But again, it, it feels like, what is this? doing here i'm asking that
0: question and that's a problem yeah that i was like wait uh, am i getting bored is this where the movie actually does turn bad and for me at least every time that happened it ended up re-justifying itself and i'm like oh no okay no this is good i like this but the fact that i had to ask that question in the first place is where the movie stumbles in my mind
2: this will be the only time they have a keys, keys moment in this film.
0: Yeah, trying to get the keys to start the big rig. Mm-hmm. While they're in this diner, they're getting a bunch of bottled water. They get attacked by, I think, the hicks from before. But I don't know. I can't verify that. I think you that. think
2: they're all the same people. And I think they're all different people, to be perfectly honest. But.
0: So the hunters, the dudes storing the body in the trucks, and the dudes at the truck stop are all three different groups?
2: I think... That the hunters that we met before who found found the the body body, are the same ones who were hunting people. Uh Uh-huh. I think that's it. Yes. Okay. I think the people at the car wash are totally different people. Mm -hmm. I think the people here are totally different people.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we could verify by looking at the tape, but, you know, you don't see them in the first scene long enough. In the second scene, you're getting a lot of, like, shoulder down shots. And then in this scene, we see faces again, but they're all infected. So, I don't know. I I I wasn't comparing person to person, but there are a bunch of fights. They survive.
2: She finally shoots one. He lights one on fire. Yes, he douses them
0: in oil and then lights them on fire.
2: And then they just bust the fuck out. And it just happens to be that when they get out of there, that's when the thirty second timer starts for the bomb that they're gonna drop. Uh huh.
0: And then they do and it's maybe a nuclear bomb, it looked like a nuclear bomb. That's what I would assume. There's a moment where it like pushes the truck forward and it lifts its rear end off. So how does the movie end?
2: Well, you think they've escaped. They've made it to Cedar Rapids, which is what they've been talking about getting to all this time. But then that same satellite finds them again.
0: Uh-huh. And
2: it says uh start uh whatever it's called quarantine, so they're going to do it all over again.
0: Yeah. And that's, uh, that's where the movie ends. I wrote the original was philosophical, like Romero was wont to do, and this is not. It's just purely emotional. And I don't know. There is a place for that. And I think that this took an interesting tactic when it comes to remakes. And it just like, well, we're going to do something different. We're going to take the same general idea and occupy a different niche within the genre. And I thought that was pretty smart.
2: Yeah, I enjoyed it for the most part. I just... I really... Yeah, no, there are parts of it that are great. That I really like. But there's just too many times that I'm like, Ah, come on! What is this doing in say the too film? Many. I wouldn't say too many. I
0: wouldn't say too many. I just think that's where it stumbles. And stumble isn't saying much, you know?
2: Yeah. Otherwise, I think it's well done.
0: I was very surprised at how... Much I enjoyed it,
2: and I didn't mind that they changed it. I liked that no. they made it their own.
0: Exactly, yeah. So, what do you think it has on Rotten Tomatoes, Kelsey?
2: Like a seventy-seven.
0: Oh, you were doing so well. It has a seventy.
2: Aww.
0: Tense, nicely shot, and uncommonly intelligent. The Crazies is a horror remake that unusually works. And yeah. yeah, that's that's accurate. Yeah. Uh, Metacritic of fifty-six, though. Wow. Cinema score of a B minus. Do you think that's overrated or underrated? Underrated. I would agree.
2: I'm going to give it an 80.
0: I, that's exactly what I was going to give
2: I'll it. Give it a solid 80.
0: I did not like it as much as the original. No. I think the original is a better movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've seen some people out there saying that this one is better than the original. It's one of the rare horror remakes that surpasses the original or I whatever. Disagree. But I disagree. I think they're both very good. And mm-hmm. I think it, like an 80 is a great score. Yeah. But I think that the original is just that much better. So, that is the 2010 version of The Crazies in our double feature. The
2: late night double feature, feature show. What
0: are we watching next week, Kelsey?
2: It's Christmas time.
0: Christmas time is here.
2: <laughs> so, we're going to start... Christmas off with some anthology films.
0: Okay, that just have Christmas elements or are they all Christmas themed?
2: The first one only has one Christmas...
0: Like vignette. Vignette. Segment.
2: But remember, that's why we did Dead of Night and we really liked Dead of Night. Yes, uh-huh. But the other one is all Christmas stories.
0: Okay, so what's the first one then?
2: Tales from the Crypt, 1972. We're
0: doing the original Tales from the Crypt? Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Before the Crypt Keeper was a skeleton man? Yes. Oh, cool. Great. Looking forward to that. Harkens back to the old EC Comics stuff. Like, we're talking, like, Creepshow, which I enjoy for reasons that Kelsey just does not it it has no value to her. So, I'm interested to see what happens with this one.
2: And a movie that I wanted to see when I first saw the trailer for it called All the Creatures Were Stirring from 2018.
0: I've never heard of it. Okay. So, that's another anthology film with a bunch of Christmas stories. But they're all stories. Christmas ones. That's good. I like that. Okay. I'm interested to see that one. So, we have two anthology films with Christmas elements excited for that tales from the crypt and all and all the creatures were stirring okay cool that is next week until then you can reach us at our website pod you can follow us on twitter at pod don't forget to subscribe in your podcatcher of choice and rate and review a five-star written review is the biggest help you can give us there but bigger than that is sharing us with your friends. And even bigger than that is just you listening in the GD first place. Thank you all very, very much. We love each and every one of you. Until next week, I've been Chris.
2: I've been Kelsey. And
0: this has been Pod Cemetery. But before we go, Kelsey, any last words?
2: Don't ask me why I can't leave without my wife. And I won't ask why you can.
1: There's a man going around taking names. And he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down when the man comes around. Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers. One hundred million angels singing multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum voices calling voices crying some are born and some are dying it's alpha and omega's kingdom come.
2: saving the fucking day <laughs> saving the motherfucking day yeah you have a tendency to say parameter perimeter I know, I know. It's perimeter. That's what I've been saying. No, you have it. You'll hear it. You have a tendency to say parameter.
0: Well, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's effectively the same word. The parameters are the limits, right?
2: So it's just, it's, it's just this, this. What the fuck?